BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having an amazing day thus far. I am because I'm here with my girl. Hey, Jags. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for asking. I had such a horrible migraine all day Uh. yesterday and in my sleep. Like, it was so bad. I couldn't... Towards the end of the night, like, I couldn't even see blood. I couldn't look at my phone. I couldn't do anything. It was really bad. So I'm just feeling really grateful for today and for clear head. Yesterday, the migraine, like, started at the beginning of the show. So you can, like, whenever, here's my tell. If I'm ever, like, touching my head like this Mm. on the show, it means that I have a migraine. So it was, Mm. it was starting yesterday. It just snowballed all day. And by the time I got into bed, like, I was just seriously not okay. So I'm just feeling grateful for a new day and a fresh start. There's something about the new lease on life you get after being sick mm-hmm. that really can like change the perspective of your whole life. Like, because you feel like you're in such a low and like there's no hope for the future. And then one day you wake up, whether whatever your illness is, like then you wake up feeling better. And it's like, you're seeing life through, through different eyes. No, it's like yesterday I had so many things that I needed to do, but I couldn't do any of them because I wasn't up to the task. And so today it's like, well, I'm going to do all of these things because I am able to do them. No, and today definitely for, for us at least is a little bit of a Friday energy because it is our last show of the week. There's no show tomorrow. Since I'm going to be in Delaware, I have a show tonight that I'll be heading to right after we record this episode. So today's like a really busy Friday. Yeah. Also, I was having this funny thought. I went to dinner with some friends last night and I was saying how I feel like moms who have migraines in like books and movies, they're always like the mom who's always in like the room in bed with a migraine. The commercials. The, no, but the commercials always have the mom who's like fighting through her migraine and like playing with the kids even when she like shouldn't. But I feel like in every book that I read, it's like, oh, well, my mother has migraines. So she's just like down for the count. But how, like, I can't choose whether or not I have migraines. So like if I have migraines and I need to like lay in the dark in my room, then I'm like a cliche mother who has migraines. Well, I think in like books and movies, a lot of times like migraines are like what kids think parents have when the parents like a deadbeat or an alcoholic. Or like hungover. Maybe right, they have no, so many like, migraines. Like my hangovers are migraines and my migraines are hangovers, but maybe the volume is because they're always hungover. No, it's like, you know, 
I, it's like such a cliche like mom can't drive me to school today she has a migraine but yeah, it's like, like no mom mom's passed out on the floor the kids playing by themselves in the front yard and like some random person comes over like where's your mommy she has a migraine she has a migraine <laughs> no totally it's like a euphemism for like a bigger thing that like a kid can't understand but yet what if you are a mom that actually has migraines no these deadbeat mothers are out here like making it hard for the mothers with migraines yeah so I just always think about that like I don't want to be like the mom with migraines but I am a mother with migraines and I'm, yes I do need to lay in the dark and I need peace and quiet no, like the Excedrin commercial that like ran throughout our childhood, like really is ringing true right now. It's like that mom who like needs to do it all, but she can't because she has a migraine and Excedrin is here to help. Yeah, I guess I don't try Excedrin enough. I'm going to get some. I get migraines too, but like a few years ago, I went through like a really bad bout and migra- uh, Excedrin, extra strength, it has a little caffeine in it too. So it gives you like a little pep in your step. You can't take it before bed. You have to take it in the morning. It's actually a stunning drug. Yeah. I do have the magic pills, but I think I've said like they work best if I take them right before I'm about to go to sleep. So I don't take them during the day because they might just like not work and they don't prescribe very many. So I can't just have one that's not going to work. There are a couple drugs out there, not to get into big pharma again, but there are a couple drugs out there that are actual like miracle drugs like Zofran Mm -hmm. or your migraine pills that like you have to beg for a pack of four. Like why? Why? Why are you making us suffer? No, and then also then I get anxiety like I took my last magic pill and so now it's like if my headache didn't go away today, like I have nothing. I don't know if I've ever told this story, but you know, Ben has always had migraines and he has a prescription for those migraine medicine magical pills does he have the same one as me the same I'm not sure but one time like when we were dating in college I had such a bad migraine and he gave me one and I was going to bed and it brought on the worst panic attack of my fucking life I was like literally it's so me I'm always having problems you just can't like accept the miracle for what it is you have to no I I really can't something nefarious no I have to make it a story one of my favorite stories you have to make it about you Hundred percent. And speaking of making stories, l- yesterday Jackie and I recorded a- an episode for Patreon. It's available now. It's a podcast episode, um, and it's really centered around something that's been a really hot button issue here at the Toast these last couple of weeks and over the last few years. Honestly, um, it was a detailed recap, a dive in to my favorite stories. We're always talking about like stories I cannot stop repeating, Genesis Funeral, Law and Order episodes. And I think a lot of people, unless you've been listening to every single episode from the beginning and you have an amazing memory, a lot of people don't even know what these stories are, like what their importance to me is. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did about an hour long podcast episode where I really dive into not only what happened to the story, what meaningful lessons I learned and why I bring them up on the podcast, because they do, not all of them, some of them do spark an interesting intellectual debate. Yeah, so it was pretty well-rounded. Claudia talks about, obviously, the story. She's In some, she's providing detail and color like she never has before. Like I've never... Leonardo DiCaprio. Like I've never given her the platform to do before. And also, 100%. she's talking about like what, like when she brings it up, like what she's trying to say, what's the larger message, and what she wants us to take away from it. It was, for me, it was a really cathartic episode. Maybe I'll stop talking about those stories now because I feel like I've finally like said my piece it's you all know? out there and now we've said now it. we said it exactly so that was a really fun episode I cannot believe that today is December that just hit me like a ton of bricks it's December 1st have a holly jolly Christmas it's the best time of the year it really is it really really is but let me ask you a question hmm. your first December where it's most likely not going to be a white Christmas how does that make you feel? Is December hitting different in the tropics? 
Maybe. Maybe that's why it's even like more shocking that it's December. But I am coming to New York next week so that I can experience um, the holiday joy. And yeah, I guess it's weird that I'm wearing like a skirt today, but it's December. But I was coming home right. from dinner last night and I was I was chilly. Oh, so chilly. There was a chill in the air. So chill. So like it's cold here. So speaking of programming update, Jackie will be back in the New York studio. Your two girls will be back. Back in the New York, York studio. Yeah. Five episodes next week, video and audio of your girlies getting together, being best friends, sisters, and lovers. Yes, and also programming update because next week I'm recording the new episode of The Redheads with the girls in person, in studio. So excited to be together. Even though we always... Oh, even when the episode's lived, supposed to come out today? It was supposed to come out today, but it's coming out next week, the second Thursday, instead of the first Thursday. Also, like it being December, the, when it's like... Our episodes come out on the first Thursday of of the month, but it being on the first is just a wild proposition, but we would have done it obviously. But then I realized in a few days I will be in New York. So if we push it, we can record together. This episode is always longer because we do our year review. So we obviously recap the book. We're reading Horace by Geraldine Brooks. I think it's going to be like amazing. I started it. It's so well-written. It's like that book. It's a Danish choice, obviously. Always her December pick is tops. Uh, so we recap the book and do everything along with that. Talk about other books we've read this month. But then we also rate what were the best three books each of us read this year separately. And then what were the best three Redheads books of the year. And the thing about the Redheads this year, it was like we had some really high highs and really low lows. There weren't a lot of like mid-tier books. So it's actually going to be hard to choose the top three because there's probably like top six. So we'll see. Yeah. But you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because like the fact that like the first Thursday of the month isn't always the fourth, like it's really bothersome. It's really confusing. It's so unnecessary. Like why there's months with 30, 31, 28. Like I get it. I get it. But like why? It's confusing. And then also what's really confusing is like when Monday is the second, it's like one day Mm -hmm. off. And then like, so you expect that week is going to be like first, second, third. And it's like everything is just off kilter. I just think it's it's genuinely unnecessary. I would agree. Let me tell you how I went to the Knicks game last night. I haven't been to a Knicks game in forever. Missed the energy. You know, it was eclectic. No, except electric. Electric. Um, and I did the funniest thing. Like, one thing about me is when it comes to Ben, like, I have to lie. Like, I'm always making stuff up just to, like, see if I can get him to believe it for years. And he's, like, always believing me. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, a perfect example is, like, for no reason, I'll just make stuff up. I I remember, like, during the Dirty Jeans tour, I went to Arizona. And on my way home, I remember um, I was sitting with a bunch of guys. And they were all talking. They were on a golf trip. And that's when I, I think I realized for the first time, like, Scottsdale is, like, a golf destination. Mm-hmm. So when I got home, I'm, like, unpacking. I'm, like, oh, my God, Ben, I forgot to tell you. Like, do you know who I was seated next to on the plane? <laughs> He's like, who? I'm like, this like pro golfer. Everyone was freaking out. I think his name was like Roy or like Rory. And Ben was like, Rory McElroy. I'm like, yes. I'm like, he was so nice. And Ben was like, no way. He's like such a big deal. I'm like, really? He was like such a regular guy, like sitting next to me, like not flying commercial. And Ben was like, and I was sitting in first class, which made it like a little more believable, even though Rory McElroy is like literally a billionaire. Like he would never fly commercial. I'm like, yeah, it was so cool. Like he was telling me like he was on some golf trip with his buddies and Ben, like, believe me, I let it go on for like a few minutes before I eventually tell him I'm lying because I'm not like an actual liar. So last night I like, like these, these lies, like they just come to me and like when I tell you they're for no fucking reason, okay? So last night we're watching the game and there's a player, number 30, and like he looks familiar to me because he's like a, a popular Nick right now. 
So I'm like, Ben, who's number 30? Like, he looks so familiar. And he's like, that's Julius Randle. I'm like, I met him. I'm like, I have his phone number. He's like, what? I'm like, oh my God, yes. He like told me he was a basketball player, but I thought he was just like, you know, like plays on the weekends. He's like, where did you meet him? And like, I really actually could not think of a good live, like where I would fucking be in the same room. No, but like, that's not believable. Like, so I said, I said, because on my time hop for that day, I was at the Luke Combs concert actually a year ago yesterday. I'm like, when I went to the Luke Combs concert, like we went backstage and there was like this room for like VIPs, which is true. Um, and I met this guy and we were talking and he like loves podcasts. He like listens to so many podcasts. So he like got my number. He had so many questions. Like I was literally making up the most elaborate lies. Psychotic. And I was like, I took his number. I literally thought he was like a nobody. I never even used the number. I've had his number on my phone for a year. He's like, you're kidding me. Show me his number. Now, I wish I had thought of the lie. No, no, like, that's like really. In the bathroom. That's crazy. If you had, if you went to those lengths. <laughs> because then I would have put like in my phone, like Julius from Luke Combs yeah. concert. So it would have been believable. But then I started, I was like, wait, I don't think I remember his name. So like I started looking up like basketball player, like Luke Combs. And then I got caught in my lie. But he was like living for it until that moment. He was like, you've had Julius Randall's number for a year. Because of course, Ben's mind is like, he could have invested in spritz. Like that, Ben's always thinking, how can this work to my advantage? No, of course. And like Ben being Ben, all he needs is the phone number from his wife's contact book. And then Julius Randall would be an investor in spritz. And a dream. Yeah. So that's just a little like does anyone else like randomly just lie to their partner like for literally no reason about the most random like inconsequential shit Sometimes I'll like fuck around with Zach like if I took his uh, car you no you did that literally when I was at your house about that meal delivery app Oh what my god it? yes and honestly oh. he like was barely listening so I never got a chance to be like gotcha and so I'm sure he in some recess of his brain like still thinks that that's a meal delivery app so when I came down to Florida, when Olivia had given birth, um, a bunch of Olivia's friends had started this meal train, which was so thoughtful. It was like this website. Everybody filled out like a date that they were going to bring lunch, dinner for like two weeks. It was literally, first of all, if one of your friends has a baby, it is the most thoughtful gift. Like nobody has time to cook. And so every day these like hordes of huge kosher home cooked meals were showing up. And we sat down for dinner. Of course, we were eating it, even though it wasn't for us. They were dropping off so yeah, much food. No, it was for everyone. And like someone was like, is this from the meal train? Is this from meal train? And we were like, yeah. And, and I was like, Zach, like there's this new app called meal train. And they just, <laughs> it's like home to cook meals that you can order and they bring them like. And they could be kosher. Yeah. To your house. And he was like, cool. And like, he never, he like didn't really care. So I never was like, gotcha. <laughs> so I'm sure like one night soon, he's going to be like, should we try that app meal train? Should we order meal train? It's a good idea for an app. It is, and it was a great lie, even though, like, it's also a great way to get poisoned by a stranger. But oh, I guess so no, was a restaurant. It's, like, it, it's not that good of an idea when you actually go to build it, but, like, it's funny. Like, homemade food delivery. Like, people could, you know, have a side hustle being chefs from their kitchen, and people could order right. that who want homemade food. And who don't want, like, restaurant sweaty takeout. Sweaty takeout. So, yeah, I guess we have that in common. We do. I do that all liars. the time. I, and I do some good ones, too. No, it's like the more you do it, it's like so fun. You're like, how can I be so diabolical and creative today? Yeah, I like took his car out and I was going to be like, I, I dented it. But then I was honestly too exhausted. Like I was like making a face and he was like, what? And I was like, forget it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not in the mood but to fuck also, with you today. But that's also like these lies are supposed to be harmless. Like that's like a little No, but it's not like I went and dented up. his car so that I could tell him. I, like I just was going to make him like be like, oh, so he went to the, go look at it. And then I would be like, kidding yeah Kidding. but also your husband does like dumb jokes like that too all the time like he'll walk into a room with his airpods in 
and pretend to be on a call so you'll ignore him. No, no, no. like, why are you? No, that's not what he does. He'll be wearing oh. his AirPods and talking to you. He just happens to have his AirPods in. And then he goes to take out his AirPods and says, sorry, what were you saying? I was on a call. As if every, the whole conversation you just had with him, he was having with someone else. He's literally gaslighting us. That's his favorite thing. I'm just like. It's the dumbest joke. You have to tell him to stop. You, you would think that I, I can. You think I can. <laughs> Oh my God, lol. Well, before we keep uh, chatting away, let me tell you that today's episode is sponsored by IHG Hotels and Resorts. The hotel company that's made up of over 6,000 hotels and amazing and 17 amazing brands. Their brands include Kimpton Hotels and Restaurants, Intercontinental Hotels and Resorts, Holiday and Express, Six Senses, and more. And they're taking their care of their guests this holiday season at IHG Hotels and Resorts with exclusive benefits like member discounts, a bonus points offer when you download the new IHG One Rewards mobile app, catalog savings on travel gear, and more. So IHG's all-new loyalty program, IHG One Rewards, is making it so much easier to check out and redeem these can't-miss offers right in the palm of your hand with their new mobile app. If you download the new mobile app, if you haven't already, you can start earning points with ease and redeem them for the things that you want most. You have to be a member, so don't wait to sign up. Like, a resolution, actually a really good resolution, is like to start getting your points and loyalty programs on point. And IHG is so great because they have so many brands. So you can stay at like a bunch of different hotels and earn points for the same loyalty program mm-hmm. and then redeem them however you want. And also the app like makes it really fun and easy to earn points in different ways. They're really passionate about the belief that when people are taken care of, they feel free to be themselves and live their best lives. So all you have to do is show up, guest in whatever way that works for you, and IHG will take care of the rest. So through the mobile app, you can find the best rates, book a room in seconds, sort results easily to find the information that you need, enjoy exclusive benefits for IHG One Rewards members, and manage all of your stays in one place. For more details on how to maximize your travels this holiday season with IHG Hotels and Resorts, cyber offerings, you can follow at IHG One Rewards on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit IHG.com slash cyber sale. Today's episode is also sponsored by Versed. Skin is complicated, but skincare should not be. And that's where Versed comes in with their clean results-driven products at drugstore prices. From ethically sourced ingredients to recycled packaging, Versed products are developed for you, with you, and with our planet in mind. I am very excited about Versed being a sponsor because I found out about Versed at our Spritz brunch. There was an influencer there who like really, um, I think her name was Kemi. She was really into skincare, and I was like, you have the most amazing skin. Like, What do you use, especially to take off makeup? And she recommended the Versed Eucalyptus Makeup Balm, and I've been using it ever since, and now I got more products since they started... um, working on the show with us it is the best way to take off your makeup like it actually gets rid of your makeup which is just revolutionary I wear waterproof mascara which can be really tough to get off like I'm constantly pulling clumps out of my eyes but the Versed Balm is really tough on waterproof mascara it's fabulous they have a bunch of great products at Versed and they use the highest standards for their formulas they use safe and effective ingredients like retinol and vitamin C but it's at a fraction of the cost of high-end skincare it's of course cruelty-free vegan dermatologist tested and sensitive skin friendly and sustainability is at the heart of everything they do from post-consumer recycled materials in their packaging to maintaining a net zero climate emission. So you've probably seen Burst popped up on your TikTok or Instagram feed. Their viral glass skin delivered by the instant resurfacing mask to their new gentle retinol body lotion that has already sold out three times. It is the brand clean beauty fans can't get enough of right now. And like the fact that I use it is so me because I'm such a TikToker. Mm. Um, So we obviously have a discount. If you go to versedskin.com slash toast and use code toast at checkout, you'll get 10% off your purchase at V-E-R-S-E-D skin.com slash toast and use code toast. Love it. I like their lip oil. I just wear lip liner now and their lip oil and it's like the perfect gloss and the eye That's what Hailey Bieber does. 
The eye brightening cream. You would never know that Harry woke up at 5.30 this morning. By the way, that's what Hailey Bieber does. Lip liner and just like a bomb. That's like such like a clean girl like. I mean, that's me. Like, really. You're literally Hailey Bieber, Jackie. Like, is it hard for you when you're podcasting? You're like, is it Jackie or is it Hailey? It's so difficult. Like, actually, you don't even know. Like, I'm sure you could like comb through all the episodes and I'd be like, hey, hey, Jax, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I could sense that. I never want to call you out on it because I don't want to embarrass you. No, and we don't do that here. We don't like call out other people who flub words. We would never do that. Never. Because we are mature. We are mature sisters. Yesterday's Dear Toasters, two things I wanted to tell you. One, were you surprised at how many people, because I don't know if you saw our reels, like 200 people were commenting that they use blankies. I did. And because I had the migraine yesterday, I couldn't watch the reels till this morning. And I just, I felt upset that I was cut off in my tirade because after seeing the comments, I think people needed to hear more of what I was saying about how they have deep psychological issues and they need to transfer their dependency from their inadmit- You wish you went harder. No, I no, I did go as hard as I could in the episode. I wish there was more of no, that in the reels. hard-going nature in the real for all the people in the comments who were like, team blanky, like, you should be embarrassed. No, but were you surprised? Because you didn't really believe yeah, you me know what? that there I, was so many people. I was surprised. I really thought it was like, a, you know, this fringe portion of society. No. Because my friends and, and the people that I'm close with, I do not know anyone who sleeps with a blankie or a stuffed animal from childhood. Mind you, obviously, there's other people in the world. And I don't have like that many close friends who I know what they sleep with. <laughs> but um, usually like... If, say it's like one in eight people have a blankie. Like I know eight people closely and they right. don't have that shit. So I guess, yes, I was surprised. But you know what? It's actually not that surprising. And I think that um, the fact that so many people sleep with blankies, still have them like and feel attached to them, like underscores a real issue are in our society and with our generation. And I think you see it's it play out all the time. And then the second thing that I thought was really interesting was pertaining to Rochella. Um, there was like a conspiracy theory in one of our Facebook groups about it. And I thought it was a really interesting take because people were like, you know, some things aren't adding up. Some people thought that the parents actually just ate all the baked goods and in an effort to like assuage themselves of any like blame, they said there was roaches and they were lying. Interesting theory. But then I theory. think calling an exterminator right after that is an extreme length. Like, even I wouldn't do that and I lie about everything. Agreed. That's what I was just about to say. Interesting theory until like the exterminator's called. She's driving herself crazy and the parents at that point should say like, nah, we just ate them. Right. And exterminators are like an expensive hourly like service. So you're really going to like take this lie all the way and spend money just to admit to your daughter that you ate her you cookie. Ate it's like cookies. not that big of a deal. Right. I still think the roaches came from are from the, the girl's chef. kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a tough way, one. We could really write like a sequel to Ratatouille about Rochatouille around this story. Like it sounds so good. What would what would the song be? Rochi, Rochi, the Rochatouille, the Roach of all my dreams. What would we name the Roach? Since Remy the Rat, this would have to be like Rochelle, Romy, Rochelle, Romy, Rochelle, <laughs> Rochelle the Roach. Mm-hmm. Justice for everyone listening to this named Rochelle. Well, their name's Rochelle. Well, you know, I have a question for for the girlies' parents who named them Rochelle. Have you ever heard of the name Rachel? Have you ever heard of Michelle? <laughs> Actually. Maybe they liked we, both names so much they said Rochelle. 
No, we should really um, actually be praising Rochelle's because it's, it's our, our favorite, favorite thing. thing. It's the combination of two words, Michelle and Rachel. You know, we actually have a story today that is a combination of two words, our favorite thing. It's a new ad campaign, and I know you're going to be uh, really excited. And is it from Cascade? Because nope. they still have a lot of, they have to, a lot to make up to me. Because they don't have dishes? Yeah, like Cascade rolling out that nationwide insane campaign about dish issues and not using dishes. Just adding that extra syllable there. Do you know how much time they could have saved if they took it out? Honestly, I could never use Cascade again. It really stuck with me. I did use Cascade, but now I've switched to like a natural dishwashing agent. What do you use? I don't know, something I got in PR. Yeah, I, that's, I, that might be like how it starts for me. I feel like now I've, re- I used to use like the heavy chemical stuff, but a lot of like these newer brands, especially DTC and like advertisers, they send me stuff so I don't like buy what I used to buy. I'm like, oh, well now I have- um, Of course. Branch Basics, love it. And it's such great stuff. No, it, it does the job. And then we come on here and we spread the word and we share code. 100%. Yeah, welcome. 100%. So anything else you want to catch up on before we dive in? We've got really good stories today. Yeah, we do have really good stories. Not much else I want to catch up on since my day was marred by a migraine. How's Harry? He's good. He misses his auntie. He's thinking about me constantly. As much as he can without being making himself upset over it, you know? So that's the thing, by the way, like about being away from your loved ones, which is really something I never experienced until late in life is keeping in touch is amazing but it's actually also like makes it worse yeah to yeah to a degree because you kind of have to like forget about it in order for it to not bother you but you and I are like so in touch and so simpatico I don't think you ever miss me no no <coughs> excuse me that's or, true or do you but also when we FaceTime like I don't have this insane desire to bite your face that's and beautiful. No, you know what I mean. You won't even let me give you a hug, okay? Like, you don't even like to be touched. True or false? Hurt. But with Harry, it's like I see him and, like, I have to smother my face in his, like, his neck. Like, yeah. So, and not being able to do that. Like, I can do everything I need to do with you on FaceTime. I can't do anything I actually need to do with Harry on FaceTime. Therein lies the problem with being away from your loved ones. I understand. So you actually, like, your whole life being, like, very physical touch averse is now working in your favor because honestly I don't even miss you okay like I get it I get it you miss me so much and you're pushing me away I got it no actually I'm saying like I actually really don't miss you because I talk to you every every single day and even when I see you like I come home I come to your house from the airport we don't even hug like you don't even like to be hugged so true so our relationship is really well, kind of we're coming to we're coming to see you next week but then like you are due for a visit so start planning. I am due for a visit maybe, I, I do maybe cute like January Q1 I'll, I'll be there in the new year that's by the way so tonight is my last show of NLOG before the two next week that I film so like it's kind of over but not um and my my 2023 is wide open and I'm making 2023 like the year about me like I did a lot of amazing things this year but I worked incessantly um because I was on tour and I'm definitely taking a break from tour. So like 2023 is the year of me. Like I'm doing things that I want. I'm traveling. Like I, I literally just watched sex in the city too. And I feel like this is the second time this week I'm saying this, but I have the luxury of designing my own life. I'm a business owner. I don't have children yet. Like that's not going to be the case for much longer. And 2023 is the year of me. Like I'm going where I want. I'm doing what I want. And I'm bringing my podcast microphone with me. Where do you want to go? 
Like, I want to go to Harry's house and then I want to go to Kayla's house. Manifest, like, give me three places that you want to go in 2023. Number one being Paris. No, I definitely do want to go to Europe. Like, Paris or London. That's one. Okay. Um, I would love to go on, like, a Caribbean trip. My favorite, you know, Virgin Islands. That's not, like, new for you, but okay. Oh, it has to be new? No, like, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. It has to be new. Something okay. that, like, you didn't do in 2022. Okay. That you are prioritizing in 23. Paris, London, somewhere in Europe. I've never been. Two, somewhere in the States I've never been, like a Wyoming or a Montana. That's, especially because I told you one of my goals in like the next couple of years is I really want to go to all 50 states. And with tour, that makes it really easy. But I like probably will never tour in like Wyoming or Montana. I just don't think there's like a big toaster community there. So I would definitely like to see that. I don't know when the best time of year to go is. Probably like ski season. Yeah, it really is ski season, if you ski, but since you don't, like spring, summer would be really great. And by the way, when you do plan that, call me up. I'll be Yeah. There. I definitely want to go to one of those. And then three. You have uh, to, no, this is what you have to do. This is your 2023 homework. You have to watch Yellowstone and then we will go to Montana. Okay. Don't you want to learn about the places that you're going? It makes it no. so much more enjoyable. I feel like when I, I think back to like places that I've been that I could give two shits about and now I like would care so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. What's three? Okay. Not to like tell you how to live your life, but yeah. It sounds like that's what you're doing. No, um, I'm just like looking out for you. For my third trip, I don't know. I actually, I feel really good about those two. Like, it doesn't let's have not to set- be, maybe not a trip, but like something that you want to do, a skill. Oh, I want to go to Stagecoach. I've missed it for like the last three years. Great. Done. Those are my 20, those are my resolutions. I love that for you. Yeah. What about you? What do you want in the new year? (sighs) I can't even think that far ahead because right now I'm so close to reaching one of my goals that once I reach it, like I'm taking a break from goals. Oh, I totally feel that. And that's getting my license. Like once I get my license, like I'm on hiatus from goal reaching. Road trip. That's my goal. You should. That's a good one. I feel like down in Florida, there's actually a lot of like good places you can go with like within two, three hours. Disney. Oh my God. When are you going to take Harry to Disney? Not until he's begging me to go. No, it literally like that's a part of parenthood. I refuse. Like I can't. No, but the the toasters have really changed my mind because they comment on it every time we talk about it. And they're like, it's fucking lit. I, like you go to Epcot, you get drinks, like the kids love it. It's good stuff. Getting drinks with my kids does not sound fun. It doesn't like, work for me, honestly, um, just with my physical being. But right. it's a good environment. No, but like for me, like if I'm going to be drinking, I'm going to be like popping my pussy, like chain smoking. Like I can't do that in front of my kids. When the kids go to sleep. That's, that's when. when that, that's when I become real. a Disney adult. That's when you become a Disney adult. Totally. And Jordan, by the way, if you think Jackie was tough on people with blankies, I can only imagine what your like true thoughts are and like people who are obsessed with Disney and like the infantilization of. Not as, um, my thoughts aren't as strong as yours. Like when you oh. make your case, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of weird. But like, okay, to go to Disney like once a year as an adult to whatever, it's your vacation, spend it how you want. To every, to like be dependent on an inanimate object that harks back to you being an infant. Mm, no. Jackie, you're underestimating what it is. Like, no, but like I people have, can have interests that I no, but wouldn't. I'm saying it's not it's not once a year. It's like literally moving to Orlando to be near 
Disney, going every weekend, literally spending every dollar you have on photos with Mickey. Like it's an obsession. It's not like, oh, I love like people. We we know a few people who love Disney who like go as adults with their friends. Like that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. People who literally uproot their lives to be closer to Orlando. People who spend their wedding money on bringing Mickey and Minnie and not having dinner at the. Yeah. People who forego catering just to have Mickey and Minnie be there to cut their cake. Yeah. And then what do their guests say, Claudia? I want my dinner now. That's what they say. So it's just a little bit about me. Are you ready to dive in? I am ready to dive into the Fast Five stories that you need to know. Are you sure? Yeah. I was trying to figure out a way to work the Strice Brothers in there, but I didn't say it do, so it was over. Well, it's never too late to do it again. Without further ado, do-do-do-do, where are the Strice Brethren? They don't work anymore. Who knows what they get into during this hour, except I know that Bryce stands outside the door and waits for me the entire time while I do the show because he loves his mommy. He just doesn't want to work. Where's Theodora? He's at home. Actually, he's on his walk right now. Um, this What I'm about to do next is just for the YouTube people, so podcast, just give me a second. Without further ado, do-do-do-do, do. I just dabbed, you know, because I'm a TikToker. That's fucking sick. No, I'm sorry. That's not a dab. That's a whoa. It's whoa. That's so cool. This Claude. is a dab. I'm I'm so sick, bro. Oh my god, stay away from me. I'm contagious. I'm so sick. Rafuashlema. Thank you. Get well soon, motherfucker. <laughs> um, Without okay. further ado, here are the fast five oh. stories that McClardia needs to know. And today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor. I've been waiting to come back because it is that time of year where Mrs. Fields is doing her holiday gift sets. Mrs. Fields sent me I tell her holiday you, gift set, and she changed my life. When I tell you I have not stopped thinking about this box of cookies since last season, Mm -hmm. of course, Mrs. Fields cookies are great year round, but there's something really special about the holiday ones. So I'm sorry. I lost my copy. You lost your curds? Oh, here. Sorry. Um, So this holiday season, we want everyone to have joy, give joy, feel joy. Ain't that right? Well, who doesn't love fresh from the oven, melt in your mouth cookies? Mrs. Fields has just what the doctor ordered. It is feel good giving at its best. Mrs. Fields is going to wrap up your delicious cookies in unique creative packages that will thrill the people who get them. So I have a bunch of people I need to send um, gifts to. And Mrs. Fields cookies, I'm telling you, I sent last year. It is, first of all, nobody does it. Like, that I know. So like I'm feeling unique and you're going to like be stunted on all the other gift givers. The cookies are so good. There's like layers and layers of sweet treats. Like you open the box, you think they're done, but no, you lift up the thing. There's more cookies. They're so delicious. Get one for yourself, obviously, like send yourself a gift just so that you can enjoy it while also giving it to all the important people in your life. They have tons of different varieties of cookies, classic flavors like chocolate chip, but also salted caramel, frosted cookies, brownie bites. So there's something that everyone will love. It is the perfect gift for grandparents, parents, kids, friends, coworkers, clients. It is something that will thrill any person at any age and whatever their taste is. And we know for over 45 years, Mrs. Fields has perfected that fresh baked gourmet treats. Mrs. Fields is a girlie that you can trust. We are girlies you can trust. Everything is so yummy. The packaging is gorgeous. And right now, Mrs. Fields is giving the best deal available only to our podcast listeners. Get 25% off everything site-wide when you go to mrsfields.com slash toast. That's mrsfields.com slash toast. Exclusive deal just for us. 25% off everything at mrsfields.com slash toast. mrsfields.com slash toast. You will thank us later on that one. Today's episode is also brought to you. I did eyewear. So 
Diff Eyewear Sunnies are pulling double duty for us. When I wake up not feeling flawless, the oversized trendy shades can handle anything that life has to throw at me. So we all know that oversized sunglass look is very glamorous and it can make every outfit into an actual fashion moment. But I really love them because they transcend fashion and they become a functional need. They look fab. They can hide your puffy under eyes. If you're hungover, you have a migraine, your mascara is running. Diff Eyewear has you covered. And they have so many chic oversized Diff shades like the Goldies, the Glam Becky 2s. They really get the job done. We like to call them our hangover shades because after too much fun on a Saturday night, heading out the next day, you'll feel your red puffy eyes on fleek. If you have a headache, the Diff Eyewear oversized sunglasses are here to help. If you have a bad breakup, you spent all night crying over your ex, you don't want to leave your apartment, don't worry. Diff Eyewear has you covered. They will rescue you when you want to save face and make your outfit a bit more fab. So Diff Eyewear is just the affordable sunglass solution. I'm always on the hunt for like oversized, like huge sunglasses that make my face look nice and small. I have got a ton of different pairs from Diff Eyewear. They're super affordable. They're really well made and they're stunning. So visit diffeyewear.com slash toast for a chance to win $1,000 cash and score your own Diff Sunnies for a year. Plus, you can score a sweet deal for the holidays. They're offering an amazing 50% off on their website right now, which is diffeyewear.com slash toast. And make sure you check that out for a chance to win $1,000 cash and score your own Diff Sunnies for an entire year. Thank you, McClard. You're welcome. Okay, our first story is a couple royal tings because it's a battle of the couples. First mm-hmm. up, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle share their dramatic trailer for their Netflix show. Harry and Meghan I just are- think calling it a trailer is a bit of an exaggeration. I mean, it's it, a video montage. It's technically a trailer because they're promote. It's a video. They're promoting the new show. They have a lot of images and a couple quotes. So here. It is. Megan and Harry are finally giving fans a look at their highly anticipated Netflix docuseries right in the middle of William and Kate's Boston trip, which we will get to. The trailer for Harry and Meghan dropped Thursday morning and shows photos taken throughout their relationship, including images of Meghan looking glum at royal events and even crying and brief footage of um, their new life in California. The quotes include Harry narrating, saying, quote, no one sees what's happening behind closed doors. Then Megan asks, when the stakes are this high, doesn't it matter? Doesn't it make more sense to hear our story from us? And then there's a bunch of black and white images from them over the years. Some of like things that we've seen, the umbrella picture obviously mm-hmm. kicked everything off, but also Which a lot exciting. of intimate personal moments. And what's so crazy is like we never see, you know, selfies from the couples because they don't really mm-hmm. like use Instagram like the rest of us. But there are still people and they take photos of themselves. They have iPhones. They have all of these pictures that like I just can't, I never imagined seeing them in this context, like at a photo booth, like doing a kiss in a photo booth. And so it's really like nice to see them. Humanizes. Yeah. And I'm sure even like William and Kate have pictures like this that we'll never see um, because that's just like not how they, the pictures are all like, you know, portraits and stuff like that Mm -hmm. or paparazzi photos. So to see them like in royal life behind the scenes, it was cool. Um, so the trailer really gave us nothing. Like, let's be honest. It was a video montage with like one scene of Megan and one scene of Harry in like a confessional. So I still don't really even know what the documentary is like about. I'm assuming it's like a tell all of the last couple of years. Um, so it's like a bit of a, a tease. So I, I'm like, I'm wanting more. But what I found to be the most interesting was there was a picture of William and Kate. And that was like when the music stopped and became like dark. Like I I think that was like a signal that this is not going to be a friendly documentary. Of course. And the picture of them, they're like scowling and looking nastily at something. And what are they looking at? What is that picture from 
Exactly. It's obviously going to be, if there was ever, if they were trying to mend the relationship, you can tell from this documentary that's not the direction that they're headed in. I, when I, all up until today, like I thought that their docuseries was just going to be like, here's us and our life in California, almost like a reality show. But I feel Mm -hmm. like this is a documentary about the last five years since Megan joined the family, they exited and now they live in California. Which I guess makes more sense and is a little more dignified than a reality show. Agreed. And so Megan says, when the stakes are this high, doesn't it make sense to hear from us? Yes. Like, there's so much going on. There's so much that's said. Like, let them just say it in their own words, especially now that they can, that they're no longer working royals. But then it just reminds me, like, they did an Oprah interview. Megan has a podcast. Like, we've heard everything. I feel like they've said it all. So what are they going to be saying? And if it's so major why didn't they say it at Oprah no so yes that and I just don't know how many times you can tell your story because Harry's also writing a book yeah so it's kind of like I'm is it crazy or like is anyone else getting a little bit of fatigue from this yeah and I feel like with everything that they do it is so edited produced even you know her podcast as we were saying yesterday this documentary like it doesn't get more curated than all right. of these pictures that they've shared, it's their story. Like, and so how many times are we going to hear the same side of the story? Right. Well, her podcast really uh, didn't tell any story. It's not even about, it's not about royals. It's no, not about any of that. Sometimes she talks about, so every episode is an archetype that people used to describe women. So then she'll talk about her experience with that word. And a lot of times it, it does have to do with things that happened in the last five years. Yeah, but it wasn't like a, no, it's it wasn't not like a every week we're going week by week about what I experienced when yeah. I joined the royal family. It wasn't a tell-all. The Oprah interview was a tell-all. I'm assuming the book is a tell-all and I'm assuming the documentary is a tell-all. And if all, that's just a lot of tell-alls. Yeah, for someone who has a, a weekly platform where you can share what's going on and how you're feeling. Like when I tell you I'll be the first person to watch this, like I'm so curious. Of course. I'm just like, am I like so delusional that like I just feel like there's like, um, until this documentary comes out, like I feel like there's like a smidgen of hope. Even though, did you see? I had seen a rumor that was like totally unsubstantiated that Kate was going to be on Archetypes. Literally, that would never happen. Never. I know, I know. But like, I'm holding out hope, you know? That would never happen. No, and the season finale of Archetypes just Honestly, came out. Honestly, so like, I feel like I could say with certainty that Kate would sooner be on the toast oh! than Archetypes. Honestly. Totally. If I was a betting podcast. woman, I would place that bet sooner oh my god by the way that's literally such a good bet like if if we said if somebody said to kate like gun to your head you have to go on one of these podcasts she would choose us yeah like like because even if she were to sit one they're never gonna kate actually has done a podcast in the past so it's like not that crazy but they're never gonna sit down and tell their side of the story because that's not what being a royal is and if she were ever to do that and to get into the weeds it wouldn't be on megan's platform it would be just somewhere neutral Right. Like the toast. Right. So even though we're not neutral because we like love the crown. Yes. No, we're sorry. We're not neutral. But I'm just saying like um, I'm yeah. neither one of theirs. Yeah. It would be an away so, game. The way I think about this now is like Queen has passed away. We know Harry's relationship with his dad is really bad. So they really have nothing to lose. So I'm assuming it's going to be brutal. No, I think that what they have to lose now, it's the titles for the kids for their kids yeah that's the one thing that Charles is holding out um and 
even though things are really bad, like I, I still think before this movie comes out and before the book comes out, it's not impossible to say that one day they might make amends. It's not irreparable right now. It, it, it might take years, but if they never talk shit again, they could maybe like come back from this in a few years. Once the docuseries is out there and the book is out there and then he's in a, like a three book contract. So there's gotta be more that oh. he has to share. Yeah. Um, then I think it's done. Yeah. Though it is pretty done, but you never know because sometimes with family, like it's family, it, it thaws. It just does. Yep. Like you can't say when it will happen. Just one day, like you wake up and, and it has thawed. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So that's why it's, it's not impossible, but I don't know what lies in that documentary and I don't know what lies in that manuscript yeah it kind of reminds me of even like this season of the crown with Diana where there was a few interviews that she did and like the first one was like bad but then everyone like got used to it and it was just like whatever but then it wasn't until Martin Bashir that I was like okay Mm -hmm. now we will uh we will encourage it we will encourage a divorce you two can no longer be together even though like all along over the years like there were things that were bad but we're gonna still make it work we're a family and then it was like too far gone yeah, no, it's very similar. And I just feel like if this do- if this trailer had dropped and there was never that like William and Kate photo and music change moment, you could make the case Same. that this is just about Meghan and Harry and they're telling their yeah. story, but there is clearly, you know, more that they're going to share and it's going to be anti-family. Or perhaps we're looking too much into it, but it's because they literally gave us nothing in the trailer. No, no, no. There was literally nothing confusing about that moment. Yeah, yeah, no, Totally. Like there, so I can't wait to watch this. Like I'm, what? But they did, they said coming soon. We didn't even get a date. But it is coming in December. That's the latest that I had heard. Great to watch with a family. Add it to the list of holiday viewing. Where the crawdads sing. The whale. The whale. Megan and Harry. You know what? We do have a list. Oh, and oh, spirited or whatever that movie is spirited that will ferrell movie oh yeah yeah the holiday movie with will ferrell and ryan reynolds hold on crawdads when you go home for the holidays and you need someone to watch oh wow we have a lot of really good oh no but we were joking about watching harry and megan with your family why i don't know not everyone cares no i feel like and so one way or another like everyone kind of cares okay i'll add it i'm surprised it's it's harry and megan and not megan and harry by the way well the name of That's it. That's true. Is, I guess like, what's it called? The name of it is Harry and Meghan. That's weird because like everyone calls them Meghan and Harry. No, it, it can go either way. So I'm surprised that they didn't lead with Meghan because like that's just more. She's the main character here. No, and it's like very patriarchal for the man to be first. No, so true. But is it like a royal thing? Like does he have to be introduced first? I don't think so. Right. And they don't even live in the UK. No, this like, is like a formal uh, like. It's a title of a right. show. No, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they could have done like more with a title. What would you have liked to see? I don't know. It's not my job to be creative. It's Netflix. Oh, okay. Cool. Like Spare, you know? Spare. Such a great name. Right. Are you ready for... Oh, our next story is just Royal Story Subset B, which is that William Kate are in the States. They went mm-hmm. to a Boston Celtics game last night and they flew commercial here. I saw British Airways. They flew commercial, which just underscores my point that if the future king of England and future queen can fly commercial, then all of these big celebrities, celebrities. who are talking about climate change can fly commercial. 
No, I was really, I was not expecting that. I was, I was wanted to look at pictures of them, so I just like Googled it, and it said British Airways flight. I'm like, you're kidding. I mean, I'm sure they bought out the whole first class cabin, no, but they still. didn't because fellow passengers were taking pictures. You're kidding. Maybe they had like extra seats for their security and stuff, but I don't think they right. bought out the whole cabin. Do you think they like hated that? No, no, I actually, I don't think so. I'm sure it's like nicer for them to fly on the Royal jet, but I think also that they want people to see them. They're leading by example. Yeah. And that like, I think that they, I think it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so uh, the story. Uh, William and Kate were cheered on by sports fans at the Celtics game last night. Uh, the Celtics played the Miami Heat on Wednesday, and they were both received by the owner of the Celtics before sitting courtside. The couple arrived in town on Wednesday for a three-day trip, which will com- culminate in the Earthshot Prize ceremony on Friday. So there's like this big event. Wait, like they're here to do work for like climate change. Like they really could not have flown private. So true. Or else we'd be roasting them. I'm also shocked to see them courtside and like not in a suite. It feels like, you know, it would be a safety issue. They're just like with the peeps, with the commoners. Yeah, but I think they probably have their security like working, you know, tirelessly. And I think the image of them being courtside is better for them than the image of them being in a suite. Yeah. Do you think the players like were at all phased by it? It's like really big deal. I feel like sitting presidents like don't go to basketball games. Like it's not a thing that really happens. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some players who are into the crown. Right. Maybe they don't care. Some people just some people legit don't care about the royal family. Like especially in America. I used to be one of those people. Yeah. Right. 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 It's so crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It was cute. That they're like being no, it was cute. normies. And they're going to this Some, event. Like Billie Eilish is performing. Ellie Goulding. Who also performed at their wedding. Yeah, no, they love Ellie Goulding. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, somebody DM'd me last night that Kate and William were at the garden. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. But they were at TD Garden. There's only one oh. garden. Yeah, let's be real. Do not call TD Garden the garden. There's the, one garden. It's the Garden of Eden. 100%. God bless. God. So, by the way, do you think, like, the timing of this release has anything to do with William and Kate being in the U.S.? Like, Harry and Meghan, like, asserting, yeah, this is oh, my country them, now. You saw them find commercial and sitting courtside and your heart's warming towards them? Here's a trailer to remind you who the real prince and princess of the U.S. are. Right. I feel like the timing is kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I would say, considering there are so many days of the year. Right. And they are and on a three-day trip. And by the way, that was what a lot of the rumors about Kate and Megan's like initial issues with each other were, were that like Kate's team or Megan's team like were planned, like their PR teams were being shady. That was like a huge contentious thing that was like written, like rumors about, rumored about them. So it seems like this is kind of playing into that rumor because I just, I definitely found the timing to be interesting. Like like literally William and Kate haven't been to the States since 2014. The day they get here, the next morning, the trailer drops. Of course. Yeah, no, it, I don't think that's a coincidence. Oh, and when they were on the plane, there's another story about some uh, woman's Twitter. The, um, with Camilla? Camilla, thank you. I couldn't remember her name. So it's like, I just find the timing interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they don't mind if William and Kate's U.S. visit is overshadowed. Is, is overshadowed or just like uh, putting a dent in it. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's not like they're doing a whole tour, like, you know. Of the of the entire country, yeah. Like, you've seen yeah. them do on the crown sometimes. Like, it's just three days. Like, it's, I don't think and that it's any. only Boston. Hearts and minds are going to be really changed by them going to Boston for three days. No, and I feel like at this point, like, either you love Harry and Meghan or you love William and Kate. Like, there's, like, people. I think people have chosen their sides. Yeah, I think so, too. So, I don't know how much can be done to, like, change public perception. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. Yeah. Next up, a little romance drama over at GMA. From oh my God, co-stars yes. to lovers. GMA anchors Amy Roback and TJ Holmes' romance is revealed as the two married or formerly married separated co-hosts are seen cozying up at a New York City bar, spending a romantic weekend away upstate and holding hands in an Uber. So Daily Mail can reveal that GMA- How did they know that? What? How do they know they were holding hands at an Uber? Photos. The driver? There's pictures of them at a bar. Who took them? There's pictures of them upstate and she's leaning over to put something in the trunk and he's touching her booty. No, but how do they know they were holding hands in the back of an Uber? Um, They were holding hands in an Uber. Like the they're getting out of the Uber holding hands. So, Oh, so somebody took a photo from, like from the street? Yes, from the street, yeah. Okay, okay, thank there's you. There's just I, all these like photos of them in various states and days and, oh, I'm sorry, there's a picture of them from the window and you could see them holding hands of the Uber. By the way, who the fuck like would be able to recognize like a random GMA host on the street? Um, I don't Unless know. Unless it's like Robin Honestly, Roberts. these pictures kind of look like they're being tailed. Like there's some of them in a bar and I guess if you watch GMA every morning and you were in that bar, like you could- Oh my God, Jackie. You're 100% right. It's like a PI. Yeah, like maybe um, a publication got tipped off that they're having an affair and so they started following them and getting these pictures. No, maybe one of their spouses had a feeling, literally sent, got a PI, got photos and sold them to page six. That's what I think. Yeah, maybe. It's one of those things. Because to see someone getting out of a car and have enough time to grab a photo of it on your phone, like that's insane. No, these pictures look, and then they're upstate and there's pictures so this person followed right. them upstate. Like someone was trying to capture evidence of their affair. Yes. So true. So true. Um, But honestly, the pictures are like sweet. And GMA has put out a statement saying that they were both separated from their spouses before they got together. But How convenient. Um, the deets are this. Amy and TJ's friendship has evolved into a full-blown romantic relationship off-screen. The two co-anchors whose on-screen chemistry captivated audiences after they joined GMA's third hour in 2020 can be seen together enjoying flirty post-work drinks at a New York City bar earlier this month. They have also been snapped spending alone time together in each other's apartments and shacking up in the secluded uh, cottage in upstate New York for a romantic getaway two weeks before Thanksgiving. According to insiders, the two are said to have gone from co-stars to lovers in June when they were in London together covering the Queen's Diamond Jubilee for ABC. Oh my God. It always comes back to the Queen. 100%. Uh, TJ had been married to his wife, Marilee, with whom he shares a daughter since 2010. And the same year, Amy had married her actor husband, Andrew Shue. So now um, sources are saying that they were dating in the open after separating from their spouses in August. But the other source says that they started being romantic in June. So if they separated in August, but this GMA plan is saying that like they were separated first and then they got together. 
This was two. Con- I, I would. They said this was two consenting adults who were each separated. They both broke up with their spouses in August within weeks of each other. The relationship didn't start until after that. Listen, I would believe it if I now wasn't convinced that somebody was following them. Like that makes it seem nefarious, not like totally conveniently timed. Yeah, I agree with you. And Oh, and by the way, now they have to get married. Of course, but I don't know if I'm just like toxic. Obviously, I hate to see a marriage break up, um, especially when there's kids. Like, it's terrible. But this is like a meet cute. They ship so fucking hard. Um, I hope that they continue to like host the hour together, be in love. Like, they need to weather this PR storm. But I think it's... And this will either, either make them or break them. I think that this is really cute. That's funny. Does Am I the only one? I don't know enough about these people. I've never seen and their like, show. And like, it's not like, you know, one's the boss and, and it's not like right. someone, like, equal. it's not like, you know, Chris Cuomo is being with an intern. Like, they're equals. Right. They work together. They do the show together. Like, I. By the way, not Chris. What's his name? No, I, uh, Governor Andrew. Andrew. Oh my yes. God. I literally I cannot was remember his name. I was like another name, but no, I'm, as far as I, I know, understand. Chris I was a member with an intern and. No. If he was, that's not why he even got fired. No, he got fired because he was he helping was his like, brother. Right, 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 right. Um, so it's not like a Matt Lauer situation. Right, no, no, I agree. Like there's no, there's no. Um, these are, as stated, these are two consenting adults right. who got together. Now, if they did cheat on their spouses, like that is wrong. But again, that's not a crime. It's frowned upon. And that's like what they're choosing to do in their personal lives. And so you can, I guess, judge them for that. But I don't think either one of them should like not come back to the show. No, no, no. I agree. But if they do break up, it'll be hella weird. Well, then they'll move around the hours and stuff. But yeah. I think that they should give this a shot. I think this is going to be great for the third hour. I think people are going to be tuning in to like see like the chemistry. I agree. If I was someone who has been watching GMA for the last few months, I would go back and look at those August episodes and be like, do, can I tell yeah. a difference? I agree. No, this is like a PR moment for this random third hour. I think it's a great moment, except I saw today that TJ did the third hour by himself. Oh, no. Maybe she's taking it harder than he is. Or maybe the network just wants to see how things shake out. But if anybody from GNA is listening, like, get those two together on the air. Embrace, let's, let's embrace it. Embrace the yeah. moment. They, 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 they didn't just, like, hook up. They've had this relationship going on. I think it's all good. No, Jackie's 100% right. 100% right. Let's turn this negative to a positive. 100%. Like the pictures aren't like embarrassing or anything. Like they're really sweet. They're sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. And the truth is like the public will truly never know whether it was an affair or perfectly timed. And to be honest, until we have solid proof, I guess we have no choice but to believe them. Yeah, exactly. And it could always be like, you know, you think this way. I think like he said, she said. Unless a spouse speaks out. That's what'll happen. Yeah. But when I tell you I've never heard of either of these people and now I'm like invested, that's p- good PR. Like that's what they say. There's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, but she does look really familiar. I feel like she was doing something recently, like maybe even the Thanksgiving Day Parade and I saw her. Mm, maybe, yeah. So I think they could be the next hosting duo. Like Kathy You'd Lee and Hoda. see it. Amy and well, TJ. Well, are there a lot of married co-hosting duos? I can only think of the one, uh, Minka and Joe. Yes. That's what comes to mind. Yeah. I think it goes well for them. Except the show is called well The Morning Joe, right? Ooh. It's like, <laughs> what about me? Right. It's giving patriarchy. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. If we could 
just briefly pause before we moving on just to let everyone know that today's episode is sponsored by Perfect Bar. Don't go nuts this holiday season. Fuel yourself with the Perfect Bar, the original refrigerated protein bar made with freshly ground nut butter, organic honey, and 20 organic superfoods. Perfect Bar has a variety of products like protein bars, little snack size bars, and they're all so good and good for you. You'll be sure to find something you love like the dark chocolate chip peanut butter, which is a favorite of mine, the sea salt perfect bar, which I know is a favorite of Jackie's. Super delicious. They have cookie dough texture that's creamy and full of flavor. And you keep them in the refrigerator, which honestly is making all other bars look bad because I had never thought about how kind of gross it is that like these are supposed to be like fresh nuts, grains, like and we're keeping them in the pantry. So the perfect bar knows that it will be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it'll work. Sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar. It'll go directly into your Venmo or PayPal account, which is pretty cool. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free perfect bar today. It's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free perfect bar today. Happy snacking. I know you love the perfect bars because you are perfect to me. I do. I grabbed one yesterday because we were doing podcasts back to back. Didn't have time to sit down for a full meal, but needed my nutrients ASAP. And it was so tasty. And I was genuinely, it did my hunger didn't hit me again until way later. So I love the perfect bar. It is the perfect bar. Today's episode is also brought to you by Tommy John. Imagine getting everyone on your list the perfect gift. Well, shop Tommy John's Cyber Sale, Cyber Monday Sale right now and spread the joy of cozy. Okay, I'm a pajama like snob. I have this blue set of pajamas from Tommy John. They are perfect. They're literally perfect. The material is so thin, but so warm, but it's like not going to keep making me hot. I have been obsessed since I got in the mail like two weeks ago. In Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. You can shop Tommy John Cyber Monday sale, give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself. They have new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. With over 18 million pairs sold, giving Tommy John has become a holiday tradition. 97% of women and men love getting a gift from Tommy John. And that's why Tommy John doesn't just have customers. They have fanatics. When I tell you I can't sing the praises of these pajamas enough, also I got like a nice, very relaxing... um bra it's like not a bra it's more of like a I call it a relaxation bra it's like a bralette almost Ben calls it the relaxation bra like when I walk in he's like oh my god relaxation bra because like it's a very like you wear when you're relaxing exactly so if you want to shop the Cyber Monday sale at Tommy John, do that now and get 33% off everything plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash toast. It's one of Tommy John's biggest sales of the year. 33% off everything plus free shipping at TommyJohn, J-O-H-N.com slash toast. See site for details. T-O-M-M-Y-J-O-H-N.com slash toast. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Are you ready for our next story that Kim Kardashian planted in TMZ? Oh, yeah, I saw my thoughts were exactly the same. Like, how convenient this source had such, you know, vindicating information for your girl, Kim. And insider information. Kim Kardashian declined a new campaign offer from Balenciaga before breaking her silence on the child sex controversy. They call it like the BDSM controversy. No, it's the That's children. Not what it is. We're not mad about BDSM. We're mad about the children and no BDSM. BDSM is in fashion all the time and nobody cares. Uh, you're putting it on children. That's when we're going to be like, mm, what? Yep. Kim Kardashian announced she's quote reevaluating her future with Balenciaga, but it appears she's made up her mind, declining an offer from the brand and ditching outfits she was said to wear at upcoming events. Sources with direct knowledge of the situation told TMZ the design house presented Kim an offer to do a 2023 Balenciaga campaign. 
before the controversial child BDSM ads went live. We're told once those ads went public, Kim made the decision to reject the offer, even before releasing a statement on the issue where she didn't really distance herself from the brand. Not only that, TMZ sources say, aka Chris and Kim, said that Kim had plans to wear Balenciaga outfits at events she's attending in coming months, but she's pulled the plug and contacted other designers for new options. She's a hero. So as, just to remind you then, so Kim allegedly, according to TMZ and Chris and Kim, Kim turned down, she saw the campaign with the kids, she turned down future collaborations with them. This pending offer that she had. And then she released a statement, you know, denouncing child sex abuse and normalizing um, children in inappropriate sexual situations, though she didn't tell the public that she's no longer going to be working with Balenciaga and that she declined this campaign. And then people were not really here for her paltry response to the child pedophilic normalization that Balenciaga um, put forth and then it is revealed that Kim actually is not even working with them and and just she didn't tell us that but she wasn't going to be working with them after she saw those images anyway I mean the Kardashians are supposed to be better than this they've been in this industry for a long time they've navigated many scandals and like this is just like a hatchet job it's (laughs) really reflecting poorly on Kim I think even from some of her biggest fans and like biggest apologists so I don't know where we go from here, but like this turnt ass article isn't helping. No, it's not helping. I agree. This is a hatchet job and they're supposed to be better and savvier than this. And I don't know what the truth is. I think that, I think Kim thought it wouldn't affect be as big of a her deal. fans and the way that they perceive her as much as it has. And I guess sometimes it is hard to know like, what's going to be that thing. I, people get the Kardashians hate all the time, but like the fans, we are there. Like we're tried and true. And we're like, you guys just hate and you hate for no reason. Right. And even like the biggest fans are like, this is disappointing. Unf- and it it's really like change things for me, honestly. No, which because you want to know why. coming from us. No, because you want to know, I really think why it's changed something for me is because what people have said over the years about Kim, which I feel like is so unfair, it's like the Kardashians are just like obsessed with fame, obsessed with money, and they have like no values. And it's like, that's not true because you watch a show and like, you know, these girls, like they're family, like they're emotional, like they care about things. They care about one another. They do a lot of good work. Um, And then something like this happens where it's like so clearly an issue over like, it's like values or money. And it felt like Kim chose the money. And this is like such a like an unethical situation and it almost feels like everything ever anyone has said about her is like being validated and it's like damn like even at the situation where the, the right answer is so obvious and it doesn't even require that much from you it's you ending like a shit campaign maybe you'll lose money and her not doing even the bare minimum it's like it's so disappointing like it really is from someone who like I feel like we've like really looked up to yeah, I I don't feel exactly the same as you. Like, I don't feel like this confirms everything that people have said about Kim and like the Kardashians being money obsessed because for some reason, and I might be totally wrong about this, but I don't think Kim has made that much money working with Balenciaga. I no. don't think it's her biggest paycheck. I don't think that they have that much money to pay her, especially compared to like what Kmart could pay right. her. I think for her, it's about prestige. You know, being obsessed with being accepted by the fashion world. Right. And Balenciaga has- Because she was rejected for so many years. She was rejected. And then she was accepted as Kanye's plus one. Right. And then she was accepted on her own. But now she is the sitting chairwoman of the fashion industry right next to Anna Wintour and like Mm -hmm. doesn't want to give that up. I think what Kim doesn't realize is like, 
for us lay people, like she is the fashion industry, what she wears, we all look to. I feel like also there was this weird storyline where she like doesn't have a sense of style and and Balenciaga became her sense of style. And one, I think it's it's pretty ugly, but maybe there's like a piece of her that thinks it's the shit and like she can't wear anything else. And like, this is who she is. Um, I don't know what it is that's keeping her with them I I can't figure it out I don't think it's money I think yes it's a little bit money it's like a yes the prestige I don't know what it is that no I don't think she wants to be perceived by like high fashion as like a whistleblower oh that's so true that like she turned on Balenciaga because everybody else like no one in the fashion industry has Anna said anything no Nicole Kidman like nobody has none of the other spokespeople take away the Balenciaga spokespeople the fashion, any other houses said anything, no. creative directors, magazine no. editors, no. No, so if Kim, Kim doesn't want to be perceived as a whistleblower. Who went hard against Balenciaga, yeah, it might. It would damage her reputation in the industry that's supposed to protect, they, they're all problematic. Yeah. John that Galliano. Could, that could be what it is then. And everyone's wearing John Galliano. Like, I mean, even you, everyone like loves her. Coco Chanel was like a Nazi girly. Like mm-hmm. the fashion industry is hella problematic. And like, it's not a thing that you talk about. So Got if Kim's going to talk about it, she's no longer going to be the it girl of high fashion. Okay. So that's probably what it is. But if she starts to see that like. It's affecting it's really her fans. Affecting her fans and like her true fans, not just like fair weather fans or haters. Then I think that that audience is much more important to her than the high fashion audience. So maybe that's why she's course correcting a little bit now and maybe she won't work with Balenciaga but isn't going to come out against them. She'll plant a story that's like, hey, fans, I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not going to say something crazy about Balenciaga. That way I can have my cake and eat it too. It's coward, cowardly. Yeah, and this does nothing. As a fan who's like turning, this does nothing to bring me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who would have thought? Who would have thought? be some sex teddy bears that just came between us and Kim. No, totally. She has to do more. There was a story yesterday that the family had like a family meeting at Travis Barker's studio. Did you see that? No. I don't know why the press like said it was a family meeting when it was like all of them showed up to Travis's studio. They were there and it was the sun was out and they left when the sun was down and like what were they doing there if not to like have a meeting? I feel like it was like a crisis meeting about this. The headlines didn't even mention Balenciaga. They said it was a family meeting about Kim's settlement. What? No, Kim's settlement news is so uninteresting to me. They're it's trying like, to make it interesting because so people yeah. are talking about Kim's settlement. Like, who gives a shit about Kim's settlement? Like, it's not like it changes anything in either of their lives. They both no, have by so the way, much money. You're so right. The way that like all the details are like being pushed out, like on so you're so right. They're trying to make two hundred thousand dollars a month to raise. No, the kid. Who cares? Like, That's care. not even a lot. Don't like, care. You're both billionaires. Doesn't matter who pays for the kids. Like right. the kids will be paid for. Yeah. No, I'm not worried about the kids getting you know their tuition checks. Even when Kim and Kanye first announced their divorce, not for nary a second did I wonder who was getting what. Jackie, you're so fucking right. Like they'll the each have a billion, no matter how you slice guys, it. Guys, don't be tricked. Like don't be tricked into caring about the settlement. You're right. I, I literally don't care about the settlement. And so, so they had a meeting. They had a meeting about the settlement. Um, but I think it was a meeting about uh what to do about this. And it's then a this problem. TMZ article came out with the inside info. I think that's they think this is a solution. If anybody's listening, I don't think this is a solution. No. So lame. Like, Kim is supposed to be cooler than this. Like, she's the most famous. She doesn't need anyone. She doesn't want for anything. Like, she doesn't have to kowtow to people. Like, just go with, do what's right. No, and like, you could be the coolest person in the world. But if you don't stand up for kids, like, 
I you're not cool anymore. You're nasty. I agree. Especially because like the kids are like the maybe the one group that like don't have like can't speak for themselves. Like they right. don't have platforms. Like they're just being kids. So like it's mm-hmm. for the adults to speak for them. Yeah. Everyone else can go and get their microphone and, and share mm-hmm. their piece. No, you're so right. So that's where I draw the line. Campers. Are you ready for our next story? It's some great advertising news. Lindsay Lohan gets back in her Mean Girl Santa suit to make dirty sodas in the new Pepsi ad. So (gasps) Lindsay is the new face of Pepsi and they are sharing their festive campaign, which is called Pilk and Cookies. Now it's positive and negative. So it's Pilk because it's Pepsi and milk. She drinks and that's called a dirty soda. So that's really gross. But she says in the campaign, it's Pepsi and milk. Pilk. Cute. But by the way, like Lindsay being in a Pepsi commercial is giving 2003 icon era, like Britney in the Pepsi commercials, like when Pepsi's commercials, like Beyonce, Pink, and Christina Aguilera, I think. Um, Like this is iconic. It's really iconic. It's crazy how Lindsay can go through so much, like do so many things, the craziest stories. And then she just sits down and drinks a Pepsi and says one line. I'm like, nothing's changed. No, it's so true, especially like I watched just bits and pieces of her new movie. She really looks great. Like she really looks the same. I'm so excited to watch her new movie. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. What's it called? I don't know, but just search Lindsay Lohan on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to watch it. I'm so excited. And what's so I think iconic about her, aside from everything else, is her voice. Her voice is so distinct. distinct. And even though so much about her has changed over the years, like that voice takes you back and it's like it's nothing's actually changed. an amazing point and her hair no but her she's hair back has changed to red. over the years so many no, times no but she's back to red i don't when know you how as a, a redhead you could dye your hair and then you can go back to red like how does that work i thought once it's like no your hair grows okay but that's not what happened here what do you mean like she used to be blonde she didn't grow like all fresh new hair from her roots to her tips i think she like dyed it back Oh, that's an interesting point. You know, that's no, my I question. think like at some point she probably had like her roots coming back. So she dyed, dyed the rest the of her hair red and then waited for the rest to keep growing and trimming and go- growing and okay. trimming. That's that, interesting. Maybe that's what happened here because it's been so long. But I feel like in yeah. general redheads like go back and forth and it's like, how do you get your original color back? No, that's actually a really good point. Maybe the original color is like a dye, like a... Like there's still a natural redhead. No, there's still a natural redhead, but the color they're having is like a red dye. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, wow. No, that's interesting. That's real thing. Yeah. So that's some cute marketing news. I will not be drinking soda and milk, and it's pretty nasty, but it got us talking. It's absolutely vile. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yes. A story that McClardia requested. Oh, yeah. It's a McClardia original. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Radio host has dubbed Teresa Judice the rudest person ever after their interview. Boston so before Radio- we discuss, read, I read the article. Read the whole article because they have like a transcript in yep. there. And then Bo- Andy speaks on it too. Boston radio personality Billy Costa slammed Teresa Tr- Judice as quote an idiot, quote nothing, and quote a monster after she allegedly wow. quote attacked him in a live interview on Monday. She was easily hands down the rudest person I've ever interviewed, the radio host said on his show after the interview ended. The show is Billy and Lisa in the morning. 
the Real Housewives of New Jersey star appeared on the program to event to promote an event she's co-hosting in Lynn, Massachusetts. However, the interview took a turn once Billy asked Teresa about writing her book, Turning the Tables, after her 11-month stint in prison in 2015. He asked her, quote, Teresa, we know you spent some time in prison, but you came out of prison and wrote a book, a bestseller about your time in prison. And did it focus a lot on the food in prison? That was his question. She then told the radio host that she, quote, really didn't want to talk about that. He said, uh, sorry, she said, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a four times New York selling bestselling, New York Times bestselling author. He then tried to move on. He assured her that he did know that and then tried to move on from the confrontation and asked about the event she was promoting. But Teresa wasn't ready to let it go. She said, quote, we're going to have a good time and it's all about being positive, right? And not negative. You should learn some of that, she told bluntly to the radio host. And he replied that he'd work on that. One of the show's other hosts, Justin, then chimed in and argued that they weren't being negative since her book is part of her bio, which was given to them by her publicist. She said, quote, I have a podcast called Namaste Bitches, and you should listen to it and learn how to be a little more namaste. Then her rep cut her off and encouraged the hosts to come to her client's event. After Teresa hung up following the short phone interview, the hosts wasted no time in sharing their thoughts on the star. Quote, I did time in prison too, and you said... Well, yeah, you did time in prison, but you got out. You wrote a successful book, which it was. It was a huge book, Justin revealed, while the other co-hosts agreed that it was supposed to be from a positive perspective. Justin also claimed that they stayed away from all the other topics they were told not to ask about, including Teresa's strained relationship with her brother, Joe Gorga, and the hate she's received on social media for wearing Balenciaga amid their controversy. Wow. I thought that was really interesting. Then Billy said, I don't even want a coffee with Teresa Judice if when he was asked if he was still planning on going to her event. Her Teresa has yet to comment directly on the remarks the hosts made about her. But, but her, her publicist her publicist said, quote, I think Mr. Costa needs to work on being a bit more namaste like Teresa is. He seemed like he was looking for a confrontation or to have his moment. I would recommend he listen to Teresa's podcast, Namaste Bitches, so he can work on himself and learn how to properly treat guests on his show. Then Andy addressed the controversy on his Sirius XM show. His executive, uh, sorry, he asked the first caller what the what uh, what was said and asked her since they had to say something to get her to be that rude. The caller doubled down, stating that Teresa was rude right off the bat, and Andy seemed shocked, responding, "That's what's happening in Boston this morning. I like it." Okay, so to me, this is so layered because, like, one, uh, I completely believe that this man, who, by the way, a lot of Boston toasters were, like, talking about it. Like, he's a huge deal. Like, he's, like, a a radio legend, like, who's probably interviewed, like, a lot of really famous people. Like, I 100% believe him when he says that she's the rudest person he's ever interviewed. Like, she's literally a monster. Um, Two, I actually don't think he was being nefarious at all. And I kind of love that they threw in her face all the things they were told not to talk about and didn't talk about. And if prison is in your bio then prison's in your bio. No, here's what I find so interesting about this story. Obviously, this guy does not watch Real Housewives. He just lives in the world. He doesn't watch Teresa. Teresa lives by her own set of rules. She's made everyone on the show abide by these set of rules. They're fraught with contradictions and things that make no sense. And then Teresa like walks into the real world, expects everyone to like play by her rules and her sensitivities. And this person is just a regular fucking person who has no idea who she is, read her bio. She wrote a book about prison. Let's talk about that book since we can't talk about this list of other things. Right. Has no idea that that's a trigger for her. And instead of like just answering the question and being normal about it, she's like, wait, why won't you call it camp like I do and say that when you you were away, away. you said, you said I went to jail. Oh my gosh, you've, you've, triggered me no 
But this is also like the environment that Bravo fosters. I mean, Andy literally said, I like it. Like there are certain women who become absolute monsters who were honestly just as bad as Mariah Carey. But Mariah Carey is known by the entire world, not a specific corner of the internet. No. So it's like, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, Teresa lives in a bubble where mm-hmm. everybody coddles Teresa, even on her show, even the at fans. the reunion, like they're, her fans, like I'm sure on social media, everyone in her comments is like, Teresa, Teresa. And she walked out of her bubble to promote an event inside of her bubble. And she was shocked that someone asked her a question. And it actually was not an offensive question, considering he doesn't know anything about her other than what they told him about her. So he said, And okay, by the way, can't. one of the other hosts had been to jail. So it's like, you could have actually had a really not with honest, Teresa. And open conversation. I'm sure that's what they were hoping. They didn't know the monster on the other end. They didn't know they were talking to an actual nut job. Right, like not a human being. So to me, even though she was obviously being rude, I don't even know if that's like the right way to describe her. Like she is the most delusional person that she expects everyone to like live in Teresa land. No, but Jackie, us coming up with a word for it. Jackie, us coming up with a word for it that's not rude is us being a part of the bubble and a part of the problem. Because in the real world, that is rude. No, no, it's rude and it comes off as rude, but um, it stems from like her greater delusion. Right. And like her lack of honestly, like awareness of what's going on around her at all times. Yeah. So that was a wild story. It does not surprise me whatsoever. Love that he told us what they couldn't talk about. And that's a completely Same. normal question. And she was like, why don't you talk about how I'm a four-time bestselling author? And it's like, I did because I just asked you about your book that you wrote. I did because I just asked you about your book. It was literally what he's talking about. It's literally what he's asking her about. And if I hear the phrase Namaste Bitches podcast again, like, I'm not okay. Claudia, you should listen to Namaste Bitches podcast so that you could learn how to be a little more namaste. I'm also, sorry. The way like, that she's talking, it's giving like, live, laugh, love. She talks in like housewives quotes where it's like, we need to focus on the positive, not the negative from the nastiest bitch ever. No, it's so true. Like she's literally the hunchback who can't see her own hunch. And it used to be funny and now it's actually infuriating. You asked me a question. I'm not going to answer it, but I'm going to reply with be positive. No. And the way like her, her whole aesthetic, but specifically with the podcast being titled Namaste. I can't even say it. can't even say it is so chuggy like it's so live laugh love it's so millennial like it's horrifying yeah those are my thoughts on Teresa today but I think if you want to learn how to be a little more namaste you should listen to Teresa who is the epitome of namaste definitely check it out Mm -hmm. and that's our show our final show of the week so Jackie I wish you a wonderful weekend I'm sure I'll talk to you good luck in Delaware what did Delaware Delaware who isn't Dela that a riddle? What? Isn't that a riddle? Dela why? That's a riddle. What did Delaware? I just made it up. Um, so thank you guys for an amazing week of shows here at The Toast. Hope you enjoyed all of them. Make sure to check out the Patreon this weekend if you're looking for content. That's patreon.com slash The Toast. I'll see you all tonight in Delaware. And we'll be back in studio. Jax will be here on Monday. So don't forget to tune in for that. And hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to The Toast. The Millennium hey, Claudia, War. do you want to know what Delaware what her new jersey oh god thank you so much for listening to the toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the past five stories you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching this on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found so at spotify itunes Stitcher, public radio i have radio cast box all the places where we listen to podcasts find us the toast and leave a five-star review about how wickedly talented we are have an amazing weekend we'll see you guys on monday
，拜。